0: It's May 27th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin LaBar and Matt Morgan. And tonight we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite versus NXT on USA. A lot happened tonight, a lot of big matches. Uh, Matt, what was your high point of the evening tonight?
1: When it was over?
0: <laughs> <laughs> on the night that the revival, Dax and Cash made uh, their debut in AEW.
1: Um. No, obviously, duh, them. But um, I'm, ta- I'm just dealing with so much stuff right now. So I apologize. Um, yeah, no, no, no. That was awesome. We knew it was going to happen. Happy it happened. And holy crap. I just cannot wait. Yeah. So they get into it a little bit more. Dude, they're going to have the best tag division if they do this right. If they take the attention off of, no offense, best friends, uh, no offense as well to, uh, was it, I want to say SVU. Um, SVU. SCU, um, and put it back on and the Lucha Brothers again when they can travel again, hopefully, right? Yeah, I'm assuming that's why they haven't been there so much, right? Is because they can't travel. I thought, even though I one of them was there,
0: I thought Phoenix got injured. Don't want to say something, is a chat? Yeah,
1: so. no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Phoenix mm-hmm. got injured. Yeah, but when they when he gets right, dude, I love the Lucha Brothers, I think they're incredibly underrated and they should be the top of any division they're in. Um, Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks, and now these three, these two, are you shitting me? Yeah, like come on, dude. These are like, I'm not overstating this. So settle down, chat room. They're generational tag teams, in my opinion. That's how damn good all three are.
0: So, Justin, was this a contractual thing where they couldn't appear till tonight, and that's why we didn't see them at Double or Nothing?
2: FTR, no. They've been uh, they've been good to go for several weeks wow. now. They they were. When when they when they were when it became news that they were gone from WWE, their their contracts literally were let to run out, so they, they did not have to have a ninety day. They could have and, shown up. And,
1: and this is one thing about pay per views. Yes, it's good to have big surprises on pay per views. Yes, it is. It's more important than big surprises on a cable television show that depends on ratings.
2: Right. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, absolutely, people are paying for pay per views, but it, they they're not going to pay if they don't know what's coming, and so they don't know. So you're not going to make money and more buys off of a surprise. So I agree with Matt. This helps Papa. Uh, you know when you're when you're going segment by segment against competition of NXT, this is good. Um, so yeah, no, they, they they were just waiting for the right time for them, and, and here we are.
0: And NXT tonight had some surprises as well. Uh, so Matt Riddle looks like the rumors are true, and this was his last yeah. match in NXT. Um, I'm excited
1: about that. I'm excited about him being called up, Justin, to the main roster.
2: <laughs> he's sliding <laughs> over. He's sliding over, man. <laughs>
0: Fun times with games buck 99 says uh Matt my friend said he's convinced you're 35 like arbitrary age to oh,
1: like <laughs> what a great compliment being 8 years younger what, what come on dude! i swear Matt you're 41 and a half <laughs> you don't look a day over 41 and a half i'm 43 it's like like being the world's tallest short person
0: yeah whatever man i'll take it i'll take it it's all good um yeah both shows i thought were really enjoyable tonight this was this was solid this was this was good it was was. and i think good timing i mean if when's fighter fest do we know when that's going to happen justin
2: no i don't believe they gave it a a date obviously they're building matches but i don't remember them giving an actual date i think they they were going
1: to have it in england did you see that? Yes, one yeah. was the original plan.
2: And and I think I don't remember if it was Jr. or Shivani. I think I heard. I wasn't looking at this at the TV at the time, but I think I heard one of them say fighter <laughs> Fest which will be sometime soon. But that's that's as, that's as boiled down as they gave it as sometime soon. All
1: right, great for me to pop the chat room. Chat room. I'm going to be going into the chats right now. So <laughs> you see me looking down. This is why. Like, oh, Matt Morgan discovered technology. That's not just dis- that's not discovered technology, by the way. You <laughs> freaking jerks, you mean bullies. He just that's, learned how to uh, use technology. That's that's a different. No, difference. I didn't know it was available. You told I know or you were when I was on the computer at the time, told me yeah. that uh, I couldn't reach chats while we did this. Only one of you could. I didn't know that.
0: No, I, f- I figured it out uh, when I was on my phone. Uh, but uh, oh, yeah. you know what it was? That was huh. back in the day when we were using the other platform. We uh, using I got this it. Then. that makes uh-huh. sense. Phil Phil Canadian five bucks saying seeing ricochet, Nakamura, Joe, Rudamore. I have no faith. Riddle will get past the mid card, especially with that bro stick.
1: I, I, you know what? Phil Phil has a point. Um, as far as custom ready to go, I would even argue potential headline acts Nakamura. I'm sorry. I thought was a headline act Locked Yeah. In. Oh, easily. I really did. And Joe could have been as well. They did him right. Bobby Roode, too. He's been, for what it's worth, I it's hard to see it now because how they booked him. But you got to get that out of your head and go back to TNA coming into NXT Bobby Roode um, to get the right guys for it. You know. But anyways, he's right. I, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, in the meantime, I'm just going to be entertained as hell by watching a guy who wrestles a completely different style every week. Even if they put him in the middle of the card, who cares? Um, I'll be entertained by him.
0: Uh, Savon Vavar 5 bucks saying how does WWE let Riddle go to Smackdown and not let Paul Heyman get a chance with him
2: um, do we know
0: that do we know well this? that's the rumors that it's Smackdown
2: yeah the, the rumor is Bruce Pritchard, who runs Smackdown day to day week to week really vouch to have Riddle I
1: think that that works though with Smackdown with, as a better isn't Smack, oh. it might have changed today but when I was there Smackdown was a better worker show than Raw was like your better workers more or less worked, you know, work great and shit like that worked on SmackDown. It's kind of going back to that a little bit, right? With AJ coming over and yeah. others.
2: I think the biggest thing about Riddle, Riddle putting Riddle to Raw is uh, not, it's not to say that Heyman did, didn't, do, doesn't or didn't want no. uh, Riddle, but it's, it's yeah. that like, you know, Raw already has a lot of new faces. They're trying to establish to the Raw audience. You think you look at, you know, Andrade. Uh, you know, all those Alinas people. That there's been a lot of new faces, and even though the the hardcore wrestling fans know who Riddle is, there is a great divide of, of people who might watch Raw or SmackDown but don't watch NXT. So I think maybe trying to bring another new face right now on Monday Night might be something I could see Vince just scoffing at. Maybe I don't know. I'm just speculating, but uh, you know, but I'm I'm fine with Riddle going to SmackDown. That's what happens, though.
0: Uh, Rojo Bear, two dollars super chat pointing out the revival's new name is F the Rest, FTR. Um, I believe that's the shirt that's, that's uh, available already. That's just, not really their name, right? That's uh, what their t-shirt says. Who knows? Every, time they, fine, but, every uh, time they kept saying FTR, I kept thinking they were saying FDR, and it just was confusing me the entire time. Uh, but they need something. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5. Riddle on SmackDown is better fit matchup-wise. Riddle versus Nakamura, hey. Cesaro, Brian, AJ, all great matchups.
1: Justin, why waste five dollars on that when I just said that? <laughs> or was it sitting there before I said it probably?
0: Maybe it was it. I don't know if people yeah. want to pay me money to agree with me, you know. I suppose it's uh better than paying me money to argue with me. I
1: drive Raj nuts when I say these things, by the way, folks in the chat room.
0: <laughs> Matt, you should just change your name instead of BP Matt Morgan. <laughs> you should just have it say like save your money, <laughs> like, <laughs> for your nameplate,
1: you know. You guys could just ask me anytime. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's In like... Fact, uh,
1: I'm going to the chat right now.
0: Okay, well... Uh, you can still see me, huh? We can still see you while that chat just overlays it over the screen. And uh, our friends at StreamYard who provide this platform, uh, I sent them stuff about features because with the Super Chats, we appreciate you guys send them. But once we get into uh, recapping the show... As it stands right now, it would be great if you could just save any unrelated stuff to AEW or NXT uh, for what we're talking about. If you could save that to the end of the show. So that way it doesn't take us as long to get through the recaps of these. Where we're, we Because we want to address all your super chats and get them. So StreamYard hopefully is going to build us a feature soon where we can make sure they don't scroll off the screen and we get to them. But for now, if you just kind of keep it a little on topic, that'll help us make it through these recaps and get there. Um, but yeah, man, I, I really thought tonight was strong. I like that. AEW is not doing the usual thing after a pay per view. Normally, after a pay per view, it's like, well, no, this is a breather week. This was not a breather week. They're hitting the ground running. And NXT, NXT on the other hand, what did they announce that oh. next week? NXT Prime Target. Next week's going to be a recap show before Takeover. I, d- I don't know, but listen, I have breaking
1: news here in the chat room. Uh-oh. Sound Shop this is important. Sound Shop Vlogs are saying why the why the Patreon talk died out. Raj put the kibosh on them. haha uh-huh. so just for that. No, we did not put the kibosh on that. Let's bring the Patreon talk back.
0: <laughs> we just need some time, man. We just need some time to make it work, yes. to make it happen. Um, And people, like, got to tweet us more your ideas with this. Ro- Matt wants to see the outpouring, the support, because we don't want to do the Patreon thing and then have it come out right. and be like, nothing. We got to know yeah. that we're shooting our shot and that you guys really want this <laughs> if we're going to make that happen. Yeah, man uh but no look you guys are fantastic it's so many nice notes so many things we've gotten lately um so look let's talk about aew first then we'll go into nxt want to do a quick shout out to the sponsor of tonight's episode which is manscaped and guys father's day right around the corner uh if you've got a hairy dad you need the perfect gift for him and you can make him proud this year get him and yourself the manscaped perfect package um for me, I grew up with uh, two brothers. There were three of us and my father used to, we used to wrestle like crazy as kids. Uh, I remember after we saw Clash of the Titans, we'd play this game called Kraken and my dad would be the Kraken and he would like be wrestling us and juggling us around. And I remember the first time that I was like, oh man, like what's that terrible smell? And I didn't smell that again until I got older and I got some hair myself and I went, oh, I inherited my father's B.O. That's when I knew I was getting old. That's when I knew I had to take manscaping seriously. You know, it's not just about the, the perfect package as it were, Dude. but uh, you know, you gotta do the armpits. You gotta, you gotta get there. look at Raj with his hairy chest. You gotta tame that manscape. <laughs> it's gonna help you keep everything under control. You need this product. Your dad will appreciate it. You're never, never too old to start keeping your stuff tight and on point. Manscape, the only brand dedicated to men's below the waist grooming. They've Forever Changed the Grooming Game with the Perfect Package 3.0. It's got the number, it's number one recommended gift all year long. Comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0, the water-resistant cordless body trimmer, tons of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This is the third generation trimmer, the cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents on the bar body. You got a hairy chest, you got a hairy back, look no further. So uh Stop imagining your father has it covered and stop thinking about his body hair. Cause quite frankly, it's, it's just gonna get more troubling from there. But this is a great thing to give him the 7,000 RPM trimmer. Um, in the perfect package, <laughs> you also get the crop preserver, the anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer, the crop reviver, the refreshing spray, which reduces uh, your chafing and the re- uh, chafe uh, reducing athletic boxer briefs, my favorite boxer briefs I own. Subscribe to the perfect package. You also get that new replacement blade refill every three months for your lawnmower. It's perfect father's a gift. And for free time subscribers, we'll get a free gift. Uh The shed travel bag of $39 value add. You can also get 20% off and free shipping. When you go to manscaped.com, use our promo code W I N C that's manscaped.com promo code W I N C at checkout, to save 20% off, get free shipping. It's dad bod season time to get smooth manscaped. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And Matt, I don't know if you saw this, but the other day I saw they're coming out with a uh, nose hair ear hair trimmer that's rechargeable looks fantastic i can't wait to get my hands on that because uh that's just gonna step up my grooming game even more
1: yes 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 better than the bootleg battery ones they have like at walgreens that stop working like after your second or third use by the way the chat room is pretty funny to read during these commercial ads i'm just gonna throw that <laughs> out there <They're laughs> i wanted to laugh i didn't want to interrupt your, your you probably did a good job but they're hilarious, some of the stuff these guys say. One of them was like, no, I don't care, Glenn, whatsoever. Me and my dad have never discussed about what his hair looks like down there. I don't <laughs> discuss it, like
0: but I'm just telling you, you know, you got to get it from somewhere. And I think, hey, today might be, uh, you know, this might be the year where you're not going to see your dad in person for Father's Day. So if you're going to get him, you know, like something to groom, uh, manscape, I think this is the year to do it because you don't have to have a face-to-face conversation. Men don't do that. Men don't talk about that. Remember remember when we were growing up, Matt, the commercials where it'd be the mom and the daughter. And mom, do you ever feel not so fresh? Like guys should be having that conversation. I wish my dad would have said, slap some talc on there, trim some hairs. You'll feel better. Men need to I'll talk about
1: have, this. Uh, no, we have. Me and my dad did back in the day when I'm trying to think when it was because my dad is, I used to call him George the Animal Steel. I swear <laughs> to God I did. Um, and uh, he was very hairy. His like arms, his shoulders, his chest, everything, and so he'd always wear a tank top, and I always make fun of him for it. And uh, he's like, "You just wait, you know, you're gonna have the same problem." And then when I started wrestling, I started using this. He saw me one day, you know, using the um, uh, straight razor, right, uh, doing, yeah. my, doing my shoulders, doing my chest or whatever. And he goes, "Oh boy," he goes, "You're making the biggest mistake. Now that you've started this, you're never going to stop. You know that, right?" I go, "Fine, I'll just keep shaving every time. I don't have a problem with this, Dad. You know." It's none of your business, by the way. This is a weird conversation, and now you've made me uncomfortable. Goodbye.
0: (laughs) Farscape1 says, Glenn, please, enough of the trimmer stuff. How low can you go? Well, with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, you can go as low as it goes (laughs) and all the way to the back. Use that promo code WINC at manscaped.com. Save 20% off. Let's talk about some all-elite wrestling tonight. (sighs) Oh." So we had uh, the inner circle that ordered way too much of their championship gear, assuming our uh, championship shirts, assuming they were going to win that stadium stampede. Love that bit with the back of the truck. Very funny uh, set up their pep rally segment they were going to have at the end of the show. We had the Young Bucks backstage with Matt Hardy before their match against Joey Janela and Private Party. Uh, what would you think of the, both these opening bits, Matt?
1: I'm a big Joey fan. Um I, I'm happy he's back on TV. To be honest, uh, good, very good, very very. I think I think uh, uh, both openings tonight was pretty good. I I was entertained by both actually, which sucks because my attention always go. I'm just going to be honest, goes a little bit more toward AEW.
2: Yeah, the T-shirt bits uh, a fun thing. Uh, that was great, and then yeah, right. having having the Bucks with Hardy, and then them saying Matt, we'd like a different version of you. So the so then he walks off camera, comes back, and then them trying to get to the version they want. I think, I think that's great. I, again, it, 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 Matt Hardy doing the I, I always just pay homage to it, doing the three faces of Foley thing, but doing it all at the same time. And I think it's fun, you know. And it gives a, it gives a whole different dynamic. Certainly, it's a dynamic of creativity that Matt was not allowed to have in this last WWE run. Right. So, so let him have it now.
0: Yeah. And he looked like he was having a blast out there during this match. Uh, the Bucks and Hardy picked up the win. And again,
2: cheap plug, we had, like like I said, it's still on Wrestling Inc. I had Matt Hardy on the Wrestling Inc. Oh, daily yeah. last week. Uh, so you can still find that audio. There's also some quotes on Wrestling Inc. So you can go find that. He talks a lot about his last run with WWE, his problems with Vince, his fun he's having here in AEW. So if, if you're a Matt Hardy or an AEW fan, definitely go find that audio on WrestlingInc.com.
0: No, this was great, and uh, you know we never got when he debuted. Wasn't he talking about doing the elite deletion, doing like a Hardy compound match?
2: We talk about that in the interview. Oh, really? We yeah. talk about will, will there be another Hardy compound match, and uh, we he, he he gives a very he gives a very good answer.
0: Well, off check that out. Um, Stop
1: using your cool guy voice, Justin. You're doing your cool guy Vince McMahon
0: gimmick <laughs> right there. That's cool guy
1: voice.
2: We make movies. Like, you're gonna Yeah, that's a, that's, what you're, that's
1: what I feel from you. That's the energy. I, I didn't have to see you, but I'm feeling it from the chat room just now. Um, that's exactly what I just got off of you. Like, good, I'm supposed to the podcast that I did with him. <laughs> but then you take a sip like, of water. With, with Matt Hardy. With Matt Hardy. Podcast.
2: I, I talk about <laughs> you that way, too, you know.
1: Not you, Matt Morgan. I
2: Not do you, talk Ma'am. about you that way. I do. She did it. Matt Hardy, because you didn't hear it, did it with me.
1: <laughs> hey i told you even back when i was at wrestler, dude i was a fan of your show so shut up
2: thank you i know and actually now that you can read the chat room matt you're gonna find that people you don't want to say that to all of you because people love you no no they people they buy you in that chat people buy into the people buy into the the heat they, they they think you and i have some legit heat and you're ready to kick my ass so you can't you can't break that illusion there, there's times when you and i get yelling at each other that uh you know they, they buy into it so
0: Hmm. So right. <laughs> the butcher and the blade went after Matt and Nick after this match. And then a truck pulled up to the ring, and it was uh, FTR, formerly the Revival. That should be the name, formerly the Revival. Yes. Uh, FTR, yeah. Two get into the ring, went over to the box like they're going to strike, but they went after the butcher and the blade. Uh, there was a spiked pile driver on the blade. FTR and the Young Bucks stared at each other for a moment and then leave the <laughs> ring. I almost think I, I and if Tyson hadn't been on the show, this should have happened. This is what they should have gone off the air with.
1: Okay, really quick. I just gotta get this out of the way. Everyone that saw the pay per view, did you see when they went to the crowd shot at AEW and at at a Double or Nothing, and they showed the Butcher and the Blade, dude, not good. Well, what's his name? First of all, looks shredded. The the smaller one between the two,
2: Rex. What's his name? Or uh, what? He, he, he's, the, he, the, he, he, he's the he's, he's the the Blade.
1: He's war, he, he's the Blade. He's wearing suspenders, I believe, in shades for some random reason. But he looks shredded at least. But his partner dude, looked like Dutch Mantel. Like, I'm being dead serious. Go back and watch it again. It just like some old dude with glasses, just friendly, lost, sitting with the rest of the wrestlers watching the show. Go back. You, you, you have to really watch for it. And I'm being dead serious. It's a great Easter egg, because it doesn't even look like him in gimmick, or him in character. And it looks like Dutch Mantel.
0: Has anyone ever said that as a compliment? Like, you know, you go not out
2: complimenting like,
0: him. I'm not complimenting.
2: Folks, him. don't um, look like don't look like Dutch Mantel. Use Manscape. No,
1: <laughs> he, he looks old. He looks old. The guy looks. I'm just telling you. Go back and watch it.
2: What was um, that? Uh, I gotta uh,
1: recognize yeah. him. I got to keep rewinding it. But, anyways, this segment itself, though, with the, the stare down, was awesome. That they just, the, the, when they, uh, when you had both teams just sitting there staring at one another, everyone. In the wrestling world's mind, just went
0: yeah. in that moment
1: right there because now we're gonna get it finally after all these years, not after all these years, but for a lot of years after like two years, you know. Well, this but is no, I would say since they were in NXT, I wanted to see this,
0: okay?
2: Well, it's nice but that they brought it's nice that they are bringing these guys in, FTR in and they're actually gonna let them be baby faces first because look, we all know. Uh, it was well documented that they were being underused, or being put in comedy bits, whatever in WWE. So the fans are the fans view, even though there's not fans there, the viewers naturally want to support FTR right now. So let them do that and sit on, wait. You can do the anticipated match of them versus the Young Bucks and them being heels. They can turn, you know, you yes. can sit on that later. So yeah, I'm right. glad, I'm glad they're coming in. Save it for September. Or, you know, save it for later. But like. I'm glad they didn't rush right into that immediately because that they didn't need to. They can they can get a, they can get a nice little babyface reunion tour, not reunion, uh, uh, recovery tour post WWE out of these guys' faces right now.
0: Yeah. So yeah. A- after that, we had Brian Cage out there with Taz versus Lee Johnson quick squash match. Uh, Moxley is out there on commentary for this.
1: This was good. This was exactly uh, I, I, AEW. I'm sorry just does they do better squash matches they do a good job with their squash match i know it sounds ridiculous how could you screw up a, a squash match matt we've seen it um this is exactly how you get a monster over i'm just very worried about him wrestling mox this quickly and having to do the j-o-b so early they can't be that stupid and have him just do the job flat out hopefully there's an inner- some type of interference, disqualification, something. Can you guys hear me the way you've been hearing me all show, or is my volume down a little?
0: No, we actually hear you. I was going to say, I think we're getting an echo from your head, from your earbuds. If you could just turn down the uh, volume on your phone, just turn down the volume, like two ticks.
2: Yeah, I hear the echo.
0: Yeah, hopefully that'll help.
1: I got an echo for you. It makes no sense.
0: But whatever, yeah. Um... How about now? Well, now, yeah. no, now I hear it. Yeah.
1: All right, I gotta get new earbuds. I'll be right back.
0: Okay. While oh, Matt's sorry. doing that, uh, Taz cut a promo on Moxley. After, I mean, it wasn't really even a full length promo. Just saying, you know, you better uh, beat him if you can. Survive if he let you at Fighter Fest. Which that's pretty. Which that's, versus Moxley. Which so. that's pretty
2: cool. That's a that's a pretty cool endorsement if you're Brian Cage. That Taz. Taking that famous saying that he used, oh, you know, yeah. and applying it and saying it in the context of the tense now for Brian Cage. That's a kind of cool endorsement. It's, a, you know, a, similar to a, a guy passing on his finisher to somebody else.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so after that, oh, Britt Baker came out to <laughs> talk with Tony Shavani, and uh, she was there with Rebel. Or what was she calling a Reba? Reba, Reba, yeah, Reba. That's right. And uh, what did you think of this, Justin? You're a bit, big uh, Britt Baker fan, OG since day one.
2: Yeah, this is fun. I mean, this was a great. This was. Uh, say it again. You know, she for having never been healed before in her career, um, she's just she's in such a comfort zone um, doing this. And obviously, that her getting hurt was not part of the plan. Uh, that sucks. That's derailed a few things but she's just thriving at it and you know you know doing the conspiracy theories and she's got the the, the, the string up on the on the board and this is great uh, i kind of hope that they you know she she announced that she's going to be she'll be back uh at all out at all out in september um so that's 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 you know it sucks you lose her for the next few months but it, when i saw the injury happen, i knew right away she was hurt i could tell right away that i mean we all could but it, it, i was like god how how bad could this be so this is it's not as bad as it could be you know so I hope that they take this summer months though, and they don't just keep her off TV. I hope they let her oh, no. do stuff like this because she, this has been the most entertaining part of Heel Baker. It's not her her in ring work, although that's there's been some good spots with the trying to put girls mouths on the rope and bust their teeth and etc. But it's just been her. It's been the sassy, just you know, she she's she's just a bitch who's you know her shit don't stink. I mean that that's been the, she's just has thrived in it and the stuff with Shivani and. So I, I hope they keep bringing her out and let her keeping her relevant on TV for that that matter.
0: Yeah, I thought this was good, and I think uh, they can really build something with her because I mean, yeah, the character bits are just I think where it's at. And then Ms. <laughs> wrestle again, it'll be fantastic. Uh, after that, we had Ukar Shida, the champion, the AEW Women's World Champion, against Christy James in a non-title match, and uh, that was fairly over fairly quickly with uh, Shida <clears throat> picking up the win via pinfall. At- How do I sound right now? Great. Good. All right. Really quick. This is, we got to
1: talk about this really quickly. Yeah. About the, the women's championship right now. They were on the right path. This AEW women's division was on the right path. And you start with your champion, especially when you're a new company. It is imperative that your championships are on your top people when you are a new company. Yeah. It's not the time to have the championship build the star because the championship doesn't mean shit yet. Because the championship is with a is part of a new company, it doesn't have any lore. It doesn't have any like long history. Pedro Morales didn't win it. Bruno Sammartino didn't win it. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like who I picked first, Pedro. Um, but you, you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't. So like you can't go to, into this with. Well, and so needs, to, you know, to get a great rub out of that, you know, having the championship, having the championship right now. Because a lot of companies, including WWE, do that for sure. Um, but you got to build your company up first. So, like Jericho being the first champion was ideal, perfect. Everyone yeah. loved it; it made perfect sense. Um, tag teams—this where they dropped the ball. Should have been Young Bucks for quite a while, in my opinion, or even Lucha Dragons. Even I'd argue Lucha Dragons. Oh my God, Matt, Lucha Brothers. Um, and then, and then with the women's division, you know, Nala Rose, I thought should have been a champion right from jump, either her or awesome Kong strong heel, strong heel champion. And it had, what's her name? Chase from the beginning, uh, uh Britt Baker at the time, but look, yeah. it's worked out. Britt Baker has been an amazing heel since she's gone all the way in for her injury, you know? But, um, again, I, I if, if I don't know why they felt the need, to take this championship off of Nyla Rose. This made no sense.
2: Yeah, man, I, I agree with you, and I almost wonder, I don't know, but I almost wonder, you know, the, the two women's matches obviously was, you know, the Nyla where she drops it, and they were supposed to have obviously Britt versus Chris Statlander, and then Britt gets her takes before. I almost wondered, because Britt was thriving as – was just on such a rise as the heel, uh, obviously you can't have her take it from Nyla. I almost wondered if, okay, no. they are going to get – if they were going to have Nyla drop it to a babyface just to be the transition champion just for Britt to then get it. Yeah. Uh, But obviously, that plan got foiled if that was the case, you know, with Britt being hurt now. So, in in which case, they should have just kept it on Nyla. So, I agree with you.
1: Yeah. Statlander could be a good babyface champion, by the way. Drop the alien gimmick, though. You don't need it. Yeah. Go ahead, Glenn? Glenn? Yes, Glenn's frozen.
2: Is he, is he frozen? I thought he was just reading really hard. Chat
1: room, really quick, get screen captures of Glenn. Get him, get him now while you can.
2: Oh, oh. It's left to us. The inmates run well, the folks, asylum. All
1: right, so next on AEW, we had Jobber versus somebody else Matt doesn't care about. It has to go on a podcast and pretend he does care about. I'm joking, but not really.
2: Yeah, you sound much better with those, dude.
1: Justin, you have quite a fan following in our chat room. What,
2: what are they saying? Do I need to open this up now.
1: Well, what I saw. Well, yeah. someone would make it funny for not having – it's not your fault, but you didn't I'd say anything at the beginning of the show. That's because me, I'm a blabbermouth, so is uh, Glenn.
2: Um, but, no, you're that, right, though. You're right, though. It, these thing, these streaming platforms work off of whatever whoever's the loudest and most recent audio. So if I do go to talk, it's going to cut your audio, and I don't want to cut off your quote.
1: Thank you. You're the only one on the show who does that, by the way, because Glenn and Raj don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um, but they, uh, uh, you, you, what was I was going to say in the chat room, they also said, um, "What did they say? Uh, something about the stuff you were saying?" I forget what it was, but it was I like three. In a, it was like three comments. In a I month, made. Season. I made a good point or something. Maybe I was like, "Ah, Justin's pretty over with this crowd."
2: Hey, real quick, cause I didn't get to talk to you Monday. Uh, we talked yeah. to, talk to the night. What do you? Do, what do you think of the plexiglass that WWE's got up?
1: I don't like the NXT talents being behind there. Yeah, I, I think it makes them look like chumps, right? And not important. If The Rock was in your system in that moment, would, would he be behind one of those? You know yeah, what I mean? I,
2: no, I'm with you, and I and I think that's why Vince held off so long because he did because you know he doesn't want his talent to appear as as fans. But I will say this: because it's so dark and there's not a bunch of them, there's only like a dozen of them. I can't really see them. Then that I works. identify and networks. look, I mean, the, look at the amount of guys before they became talents who were l- lackey extras who were security guys to get beat up or paramedics to get beat up. And, you know, so I, it, none of them have been on TV and we're not seeing their faces. We're just here there to hear them. So I, for that point, AEW, you know,
1: I, I, I didn't like it. Like with Swole getting into it, yeah. one of the talents on the show, I was like, she's like a star on there. Like she, Vicky Guerrero too. like, like, I don't know, Billy Gunn, you can't miss him. I agree. Like, like it's, it's just I know they're part of the show. They're talents on the roster. They're not supposed to pretend to be fans. I get it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but again, is it still better than not having fans there at all? That's been terrible to watch.
2: Yeah. It's yeah, I agree. Down and I, raw. I agree. AEW probably should have just you know they they've been using so many local indie talents for like I would sw- just bring them just in. bring those in for the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't put your TV stars out there. Yeah. Seriously, and don't no. put six foot six Billy Gunn out there. <laughs> right. I know he doesn't
1: cost any money because they're paying him to be already there to be an agent, you know, and be an important part of that show. They're lucky they have him, by the way. Oh, absolutely. He's the easiest dude to go to as a talent and say, hey, how do I get better? What would you think of my match? Billy will give you his, like, legit opinion. He will never blow smoke up your ass. When other guys used to blow smoke up my ass, like, oh, that was great. I walked by, Jesus Christ, that was a shits, you know? As soon as I'm done, you know, after them telling me it was great, you know, so I always appreciated that about him.
2: I just he's love dead. how Billy Billy hops into that battle royal tonight, and he's just he's the he's like the biggest guy in there next to le, other than Luchasaurus, and he's like what Dude. 55 years old or whatever he is. He is so people don't know how big he is, man. He's, he's so big. damn deceivingly big.
1: Yeah, you see him; he's considered the best bump and feeding heel yeah. of all time. He legit is. Um, by everybody that's been in our business and wrestled for WWE, they'll all tell you that. Um, and then you see him in person. I remember, like my first time I met him in OVW, I was like, Jesus, he's he's every bit of six foot six, six foot five yeah. at least, and two eighty. I was like, How in the hell is he this athletic? But he really is. He's just, and he has asthma, dude. He he, you can't, you cannot blow him up. You know? yeah. He, no. you, you hear that story how he beat The Rock in a foot race? No. Yeah, him, him and him Rockies have like a like a small little rivalry, a friendly one, yeah. in the gym and anything that remote that was remotely consisting of anything athletic. And one day they had a race. Supposedly Billy beat him, and like towards like the last five steps, turned around and did it backwards, like the last oh. three steps, <laughs> <laughs> which just sounds just like him.
2: Little yeah. show off, yeah, yeah. That's so wild. what should we
1: do about uh, Glenn? Uh, I mean, I guess. Who's canning
2: us? Do you, can uh, you drive? Can you yeah.
1: drive, brother, as, as
2: Raj would say? As Raj say, yes. Uh, hang on. I got to pull up the damn results now. So I guess remember where we're at in order here.
1: Um, we're after the women's match right now.
2: All right. Let's see here. Feel fast. Raj's website wants to load.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, you heard me, Raj. Stop all these damn ads, all these damn ads popping up. They can't. It won't even.
1: Guys, remember the days when you didn't want to. <laughs> I was going to do a Glenn ad. You should.
2: <laughs> All right, remember, here we go.
1: Guys, remember back in the day when you did it for the nookie? Well. <laughs>
2: All right, got to the Britt Baker, got to the women's match. Yeah. Uh, all right, so women's match. All right, so then we have uh, Cody Rhodes. Cody comes for the promo, and basically just talks about being the first uh, TNT champion. And the big thing takeaway is they say that he's going to defend the title every week. That's the big. That's the big deal.
1: Which is awesome. I think this is. I think that's what it should be. It's a TV title. Should sure to defend it on TV. Um, and we get a Cody Rhodes match every week. I'm great with that.
2: Yeah, I, I do have to. Uh, I have to note, and uh, referee Jimmy Corderis and I were having fun with this on so on Twitter. We were we were in the same mindset. We both rolled our eyes though with Excalibur and commentary. He he made a comment about like Cody Rhodes defending the title every week. What a breakneck schedule! It's like all right, it's one a week, it, it, and especially when so many of the talent, who, <laughs> when Break so many of the schedule. talent, so many of the talent who are all who all worked in the WWE schedule in point have all noted in media interviews. Uh, Matt Hardy himself, and the one that I just promoted earlier—that like, it's a great AEW schedule. I only got to work once a week. <laughs> like, it's a bit of an eye-rolling thing when, like, the t- when the traditional wrestling companies is like, you work four or five days a week. Like, to say yes. it's a breakneck schedule once a week. Well, I know, I know he was trying to like hype up this new title, but it was like just right. poor choice of words—an
1: illusion that uh, they are wrestling four more days. When I was there, WWE, seriously, we were off the road four days of every week.
2: Yeah. And then if you did PR five days, right? Because you'd leave your house, you'd leave your house Thursday, and you and you wouldn't get back until Monday or Tuesday, right? Depending on what brand you're on.
1: Wednesday for me.
2: Wednesday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I come back
1: and do I come back and do OVW television on uh, Wednesday? What up, Glenn? What happened?
0: I'm having these weird power issues, but I just unhooked from my battery backup, and hopefully so, this will. Be- Paulie, California,
1: asked a question. He said, Glenn, everyone in California, everywhere in California is now open. Come on out and have fun again.
0: Well, I'm not leaving my house till 2021 at the earliest. There go. <laughs> I think with the shape I'm in, you know, uh, and I, I've been doing better. I've been walking every day or doing yoga and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm a little too high risk right now, I think, for, uh, for everything that's going on. Anyhow. Um, so <sighs> the Cody promo. I like the Cody promo. I think it's good that they're uh going to be defending the title on TV every week. Although it was kind of weird that they had the tournament for Jungle Boy for the first challenger when Cody's get, essentially said he's gonna have an open challenge.
2: Yeah, wait, that's what? a good point. What wait, what what I missed? They, 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 they said tournament They had a battle royal to decide who's gonna uh, be Cody's first challenger yeah, when, that's right, when, 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 so. Cody, when Cody basically said it's an open invitation, so in thought anybody could show up and challenge him. So that is, that is, that's a good point. I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah. That was my thought. Uh, but it's cool. Do you think you uh, misspoke?
1: Do you think you misspoke?
0: Uh, by saying open challenge? I just, yeah. I think that, here's my thing about the open challenge. I always liked when Cena would come out and do it, but I also like, you know, I think it should be, um, you don't want to say it's an open challenge every week. I, I don't know. No. I like the idea of someone coming out there no. and saying someone from the back come out and do this or give it a stipulation or stakes or a way to get that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's my thought. Uh after this, mm-hmm. what did we have? Tag, um
2: Havoc and Sabian versus SCU.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, so what'd you think of that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, um, it was good. I, I like I like Jimmy Havoc a little bit more now, by the way. I'm starting to like him. Um and I know he's doing the he does a style that I'm usually not a fan of, but again, in a day and age where so many damn talents do the same crap or look similar, size wise, right? Um, he does look different, and he's a different character. So, I I, I don't know. I liked it.
2: I didn't have much engagement in this match. I was doing other things. I'll be honest. Other than Penelope Ford, who just screamed star for several reasons to the eyes, she I just does. Don't, I just don't care about these guys.
0: Come on. Glenn. No, just... I. someone said it was frozen on the stream, so I was just taking it off and putting it back on. Uh-huh. That's all.
1: Chat room, stop screwing up
0: our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there um... are 849 people, Matt, who just watched wrestling, who just, in some cases, watched four hours of wrestling in two hours, and now they're yeah. tuning in live to see us talk about what they just watched. You got to respect.
1: I do. I do. do you I love was,
0: anything. I don't even. I don't love anything that much. I'll talk about it, but I don't know. I watch someone else talk about it after I while. I do
1: it. think I did. I do. I did like Big Brother that much. <laughs> really? Well, yes. I wow. Where I used to go watch their post show uh, cover coverages of it that they used to have, but not in the last like five years, four years, I would say. I
2: I give credit to our fans who stay up and watch us on the East Coast because Matt and I know what it's like. You've been working mm-hmm. all day, and then, you, then you're watching wrestling all night, and then it's 11 o'clock at night, and you're staying up yeah, and doing absolutely. this, and you got, you got to get up for work the next morning. I'm back at the office now. i yeah. got to get back up my ass up and drive an hour to the office. Exactly. Speaking of that, what was next after that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> after that match uh, where Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc won. Oh, we had MJF cutting that promo before the Battle Royal. No, fire. Yeah.
1: Absolute fire. He, what? What can you can't critique him. It,
2: they definitely planted seeds tonight, especially when the uh, the ending with him and Wardlow in the in the battle with it. Definitely planting the seeds of the diesel yeah. the diesel Sean turn.
1: And they should. I, I hope he can hold it a little bit longer. It's again, this really, in my opinion, is going to continue to help Wardlow. People are going to be begging to see Wardlow. They need to watch how many times they let him wrestle. I think. Do you know what I mean? Because he is so different from the rest of that roster. I know Luchasaurus is another big guy, you know, but yeah. that's really it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Wardlow is a monster. Now they got Brian Cage, yes. Wardlow's bigger, though. Like, he's taller.
2: He's taller than Brian, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: that's what I mean. And wrestling, yeah. by the way, for whatever reason, height translates into big.
2: Vince once told me that. Hmm. Brian, Wardlow's de- Wardlow's definitely taller than Brian. Brian might be a little thicker than Wardlow, a, a little wider.
0: <laughs> well, hello, yeah.
2: Yeah, but
0: terrible. Trey eighty nine, Buck ninety nine, super chat saying, "I know no, this is nothing new, but MJF is money." Hi, MJF, I love yes. the little exchange with him and Wardlow in the promo, and it was great what they did in the battle royal yes. with him trying to hit Orange Cassidy and then hitting <coughs> Wardlow instead. Um, I think that was the most notable thing that happened in this before it came down to yep. Jungle Boy and Orange Cassidy. I think it's gonna be great. So Jungle Boy won, he's gonna face Cody next week for the AEW TNT championship. But I want to see Jungle Boy versus Orange Cassidy. What we saw of that tonight has me yeah. thinking that's gonna be a great match in the future.
1: <laughs> it will because they're both very creative. They're both very energetic. When you have a lot we have wrestlers that are at that stage in their career, but are still full of so much energy and optimism and uh, creativity on top of it. It makes it cool for the fans, I think. And uh, eventually, though, they're gonna, they are going gonna—they got to watch it with Jungle Boy. They can't keep doing this crap with him where they bring him up to the big dance. There we go. Bring him up to the big dance and then keep swatting his hand back down. Um, got to be careful how many times you do that. And that's what's going to happen with him and Cody. They're going to go to a draw. They're going to do something where Cody gets him over big time but he will not have won the match. They've got to continue to book him to win matches. I mean, I like the, whatever the hell they're called express, the Jurassic express Jurassic express. Yes. Sans Marco stunt, of course. But, um, I, I do think jungle boy doesn't even really need to do his stick anymore. I'll just be honest. I think he looks great. He has a different look all to himself. He doesn't have to do the crawl around crap. Um, it's kind of like Statlander in a way. He he, he doesn't need to do all of that anymore. I think he's gotten over enough to where it, that next step he's got to take has got to be as a serious contender that wins big matches. You know, oh. could be definitely uh, Sep. Oh boy, Sep. Why is Sep- that your name? Septim XL. Come on, why is that your name? Just say John. <laughs> John John from Connecticut. Two dollar super chat. Jungle boy thoughts could be a star, as it all. Yes, I agree, John from Connecticut. He could be a star. I think he kind of, sort of, is there.
0: Not maybe, a big star. Not a big star. But maybe his name is Tim, and he was born in September, and he's a big guy. That's why he's got the XL. So he's said Tim that's, that's XL. That's obviously
1: what that is. Duh. But still. <laughs> what a pain in <laughs> the ass to try to sit there and read it. <laughs>
0: uh, I am is letting me know. He tweeted out the uh, the picture of me with my frozen face Thank a ton of people
2: it. did i just checked my twitter a ton of people tweeted ah. us and with your frozen
0: face yes yes <laughs> making things happen are the best you're on the wrestling inc podcast and then we're in the main event well the main event segment tonight where we had jericho in the inner circle out there doing bringing the funny doing the comedy good counter programming to Bring yeah good the funny Good counter-programming to what was going on in NXT with uh, the the pit fight that they had going on. But there was an inner circle pep rally. Vicky Guerrero was out there with some pom-poms and some cheerleaders uh, introducing the inner circle. Mike Tyson with his posse came out. Uh, they got into it with uh, Jericho and Tyson specifically. <laughs> um, yeah, what would you think of the segment, Matt, as the way to go off the air?
2: I didn't know he was going to be back. Did you? No. Well, they promoted right. it in the show. They brought up a lower third graphic saying "still to come," and they kept showing Tyson. They, well, they before the
1: show tonight, I didn't know he was going to be on tonight.
2: Uh, you did? Yeah, I, I did. I think they promoted it somewhere. I did oh. hear it, so, but I don't know where. So it might be.
1: I don't read the mark sheet, so I have no idea.
2: The mark It was like social media or something. They had said, I don't know, like a. Oh. Like a so.
0: Um. This was good. I mean, look, if Tyson's going to face Jericho, I'm assuming it all out. I don't think they'd waste that at Fighter Fest.
2: They should yeah. not, this should not happen. This, look, like, I'm a Tyson fan. I mean, you know, my, my, I used to stay up with my parents all through the 90s. We'd watch all the Tyson fights. We had the black boxes, do the pay-per-view. Like, it was a big thing. Yeah, I'm all into Tyson, of course. right? Yep. Yeah. They try, look, and it's a big deal. It, it, it's a cool thing to have Tyson. He, he you know, Especially, when it's timely because he's just, he's talking about when he's going to do some charity fights, he's going to box again. Yeah. But, like, they tried. I didn't feel it. I felt it in 1998. Tyson and Austin. Tyson and Austin. Tyson. I didn't feel it tonight. Tonight found just felt like just a terrible manufactured. Let's have him with and I and I do not envy Jericho on this promo trying to get his guys to shut up and stop interrupting him because they know they're on the time cues and they gotta get out. And they try to do this big schmaz empty the locker room, empty the, the stands. There's a fine line to walk when you ha- when you try to bring the shoot fighters into a pro wrestling format. Sometimes it works. So, you know, Ken Shamrock worked out for a couple of years. Brock Lesnar was a pro wrestler before he was a shoot fighter. Other times you get the the butterbean Bart gun stuff where you completely (laughs) bury your pro wrestlers up against shoot fight guys. Um, I I just don't know what to like, what do they, what what do they want me to think? I don't want to see Mike Tyson in a pro wrestling match against Chris Jericho because it's going to be terrible. So I'm not sure what they're aiming for here. So
1: here's what they're they're aiming for. They're aiming for, and you got to give them credit for this because you knock them, not you, but most people knock them when they want to knock AEW. They say, oh, they keep playing to the same niche audience. They keep playing to the same audience that are going to buy tickets no matter what. When are they going to try to grow their audience? Voila. This is how. You bring in a headline act, regardless where they're from. He's from a different different arena. I get it. Different genre with a humongous name. His name is bigger yeah. than AEW's, by the way. Much bigger. Mike Tyson's brand is much bigger than AEW's, a thousand times bigger. So just him being there, the thought process is it should work. It should get eyeballs on the product that normally they would not come and watch. So I get what you're saying. Once the, the bell rings, it's going to be shit. Who cares? There'll be an entire show that those fans that came to watch Tyson will hopefully have seen by then. And they'll be able to see the young bucks. They'll see Omega. They'll see all these uh, these young Exciting, super duper athletic wrestlers, and go, holy shit! When did wrestling get to like this level of athleticism? I remember back in my day when I was watching Don Morocco and all these guys with beer bellies. Look at them now. Do you know what I mean? Like, who knows what? But the bottom line is to get mainstream uh, fans to come back and maybe just get a mm-hmm. look at it.
2: Matt, the, the logic, I completely agree with you, and I also and I always remind the diehard wrestling so fans. I, I want to give them
1: credit for that. That's all.
2: Okay. I always remind the diehard wrestling fans that they're not writing to you. You're going to watch whether it sucks or is good. You are so diehard, you watch no matter what. It's getting that casual fan that can come in. So your yep. logic is exactly right. Obviously, this would have worked better the, for, for even for this past weekend if they were in Vegas like they expected to be, because that's Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson in, in Vegas is a, is a box office, you know, you know, history there. Here's the problem though. Mike Tyson no, no. was announced to 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 uh, be the unveiling of this title for for uh, Double or Nothing. Yeah, how many times did you see it? And I don't know. I know you're busy, Matt. But how many times did you see it on ESPN or Fox Sports or anywhere? They didn't you cover didn't, it at all. You didn't see it at all. And think about this. You know why? Uh, you know why you didn't see it anywhere? Fox, Fox, and a billion dollar deal with WB. Oh. ESPN and a in bed with distribution for WB. So your main sports outlets that would otherwise right. cover this to give this attention that you and I are talking about, so, they're not doing it. Um, Tyson and Austin, right. I'll never forget in 1998. I was uh, 11 yes, years old. Was, they're, they're all over all the channels. that got
1: mainstream. Yeah, yes, definitely.
2: I remember watching Center with my into, dad, and so, the, so, you know, so that
1: you're right. That's just one avenue, all right. But here's the main avenue, Justin. It's this. Click, 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 click. Go back, go back. I think it was Mike Tyson with a white beard. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Go back. Click. Holy shit, dude! It's Mike Tyson. He's on a wrestling show. Is, it, is this WWF? No, this isn't WWF, is something else. What is this? I'm telling you, that's people don't, people don't I, click
2: anymore. They hit the guide and they scroll through until so they find something that they read. That they like they don't click like they used to. I don't think well, that's gonna happen. Say, there.
1: So, so won't it say Iron Mike Tyson on AEW?
2: Oh, if they're gonna read the description, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't, I have no problem with Tyson being there. And I'm fine if Tyson helps facilitate. You gotta,
1: you, you, listen, you're not, he's not there to have a five star match. He's
2: no, I know that
1: for a brand new company that just started that gets crapped on religiously by those that hate AEW and say, oh, they just play to the same niche fans. When are they going to grow? This is how you have to try. You've got to take your shots and try every once in a while. It's not them marking out for Mike Tyson. Just giving them a free, free deal, free money. It's using, trying to use him to grow a bigger audience. you got to give them, credit for it versus mocking them for it. Because if you mock them too much for it, then they won't continue to try this with other people and other situations that could help get more mainstream attention on that product. Because I will, I will say this AEW does seem to look very much into what the internet says about their show and then follow suit. Unfortunately, I wish they would do that as much, but they do. So I'm worried if you crap on it too much, the next, not Mike Tyson, but somebody else, they won't go they get because it got crapped on so much now
2: and i don't mind them having tyson involved again i agree with the point i just i'm hoping that and we don't know yet all we saw was the big Donnie brooks finish and that was that i'm hoping Donny that it i'm hoping yeah schmazz. i'm hoping they don't schmazz. i don't hope they don't try to go for tyson or eric i'm hoping it's Tyson's facilitating a fight with another uh, babyface against Jericho, and then Tyson gets right. involved for the one spot. I hope they don't, Jericho oh, out. Right, because, you know, what Jericho was referencing for 2010, you know, oh, I've been, you know, that whole spot for Monday Night Raw, obviously wouldn't name Raw. If you go and watch that clip and it's viral, unfortunately, you know, Tyson can't throw a working punch. So when Tyson went to swing, he completely missed Jericho. And the camera angle that WWE took, and they never edited it out, Jericho clearly reared his head back and, just, and took the back bump. And so, like, I just think about that. Like, Tyson doesn't know how to work punch. Tyson doesn't know how to act. Tyson is so excited to be there, he's constantly smiling. And so I just hope they don't try to do a, a pro wrestling match because that's going to get ugly. Let him be the manager or the enforcer to some other babyface. You know, but let him endorse some babyface. Let, let him get a Wardlow over. Let him get somebody that they're trying to get over at a certain time as a babyface. But I just hope they don't try to pin. I hope they don't try to do a Floyd Mayweather <laughs> Big Show situation where they try to make an actual wrestling match out of it because I, I fear that's going to be bad, really bad.
1: Floyd Mayweather, by the way, did a very good job with big show at WrestleMania. Go back and watch it. Huh?
2: No, no, no I'm, I'm just saying. Like I was just referencing, like they have had a boxer versus pro wrestler. That that was fine, but I don't think that Tyson versus pro wrestler would turn out as well. I just don't think it's. Um, not, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? So let's get to some super chats here before we move wow. on to NXT. William Snipes Buck ninety nine Matt, any tips for my graduation speech tomorrow? William, do
1: not pay to make. Uh, I want to ask him. Is it? Is he talking high school?
0: I'm looking at his avatar pick. That looks high school. I'd say high school. First and foremost,
1: Billy Snipes, as I just deemed you. Um, better name. Congr- much better name. Congratulations. What a huge deal. You are part of a history-making senior class. Like, brother, your kids, your grandkids, they're going to read about this in their history books, this COVID-19 business. And they're going to ask it, where were you? And you're going to be able to sit there and say, I told that bleep to hold my beer and graduated high school Well, not PS, they took us out of high school and where we had to do it all online. And this world was upside down at that time. And you're the first graduating class from it. You know, you should be super proud of yourself, super proud of yourself. We're proud of you. Uh, We've never even met you. and We're proud of you because that's a very big deal. That's a huge deal. Any senior graduates in this class, I'm so damn proud of because I could never have done this. There's no way, no way with my learning disability, I would have been able to do this and prevail. There's just not, um, so good on you. And my advice to your speech, first of all, that means you must've done very well in your class. I'm guessing to have a speech. So, um, congrats on that too. And just talk about what you talk about what you think everybody's been talking about. Talk about what this, you know, what this virus has done, Mm -hmm. but talk about the positive part of it. What has it done for you, Billy or William? What has it done? What, where do you think is, has it improved something in your life? Has it improved on how much you pay attention um your goals is is it had any effect on that at all or is it just lit the fire bigger on what your goals are one that you want to go go out and accomplish because you were able to accomplish this next to impossible goal. Because I assure you if I told you guys that everyone watching this show right now, five months ago, they're gonna shut down the entire country, the whole economy, everything. And we're gonna pull all of our kids out of school. All right? And we're gonna tell them PS you still gotta go graduate. But yeah. you can't come to school. Can't talk to your teachers. Those of you like Matt Morgan that need extra help after school, one on one with your teachers and your tutors, can't have it no more. You got to do it all online. You'd be like, "Yeah, right, that's impossible." You know what I mean? So, congratulations, William Snipes. We're super proud of you. And your speech just don't don't overrehearse it. Just try to be as natural as you can. Try to have a conversation while you're up there. Definitely tell a joke to make everybody laugh. Start off with a joke.
2: And William, take your time because you're gonna. If you if you get nervous and start to move too fast, take your time, soak it in.
0: Um, you know, it's funny, people talk about kids all the time, and you know, these millennials and exennials, and uh, you know, whatever uh, beyond the generation Z. But if you think about the kids that are graduating high school this year, these were children born in the uncertainty post 911. Yeah. yeah, they've been through two economic collapses in their lifetime thus far. This, I mean, this is probably going to be the toughest generation so, in 100 years,
2: Glenn. To that point, uh, I so. I, I, like I'll, I'll say this so. For those who don't know, and I'm not doing this stuff with pro wrestling, uh, I, I run a high school sports network. Well, obviously, there's no high school sports, so we have no high school sports to stream here in Western PA. So the, so what we're doing right now to help keep busy and help service the community is we're offering to either edit together a virtual graduation ceremony or oh, nice. because of, or some schools, if they have a smaller senior class, have been able to bring the seniors in one by one, let film them crossing the stage, give them diplomas, and then we're editing stuff together. Yeah. My point that I'm, I'm getting to, I have gotten to watch a lot of pre-recorded speeches from these, you know, 18 year old students who are tasked with, you know, addressing their their peers in this unusual situation, and it has been some of the most um, well spoken and eloquent speeches I, I, from from 18 year olds, like like really thinking about like what like just the time of reflection of having these last two months stolen from them, not being able to do prom, not being able to like get dressed up, and like I'm we all you know. We, you know you always talk about like, oh, we're doomed for the for the for the future. The kids behind us, the generation next. No. You know, I'll tell you what. No. For, for just the small sample size I've gotten here in the Pittsburgh area of getting to see some of these pre-recorded speeches, I am super impressed uh, with the with with those graduating this year in the high schools.
0: No, absolutely, it's,
2: it's crazy.
1: Especially you get them something to see, they sink their teeth into that they're passionate yeah. about. Holy macro! I, I get motivational. I go in to talk to them all the time over the various schools. And every time I leave, I'm always so flabbergasted during the Q&A and the questions they ask. Mm-hmm. Like, they ask me questions about government that I'm in my head going, sure. I'm kind of here as former WWE superstar Matt Morgan to talk to you guys <laughs> about following your dreams. And, like, you guys are asking me about, like, mayoral-type questions, like legitimate political questions. And I'm sitting there like, wow, at your age, I would not
0: have been asking that.
1: You know, I would have be been like, so what's John Cena like?
0: You know? <laughs> and they're like, with inflating pension costs and retirements due for an entire generation soon, how does the city balance that budget and take care of its unfunded liabilities? Well, it's a funny... Yeah, the other day I was like, so Matt, is
1: it true that you're the first mayor in Longwood since 2014 to balance your general fund
0: in the black? Yes, yeah. it was. Yes, it is true. Commendable. Uh, Jonathan, nobody, nobody asked me that. I just wanted to throw that in there. Go ahead. Cheat, cheap pop. <laughs> Jonathan yes. Alcantara, Buck99, saying, I think Darby possibly interferes in Cage versus Mox. Why? I,
2: I don't know. I don't know. Uh
0: terrible trade, 89, 499 super chat. How high do you think Sammy G's ceiling is? I think he's a study Dude, in the sky's the limit for him.
1: Absolutely. Like he I love him so much. I watch his like I told you his YouTube show. I geek out over. It. I think he's hilarious. Um he yeah, he's a star. And he what's great about him, he makes other people. He still a, let me be clear, he's still not figured out who he is just yet. This guy was wearing a panda head just six months ago, seven months ago. He still doesn't know who he is quite yet. He's a straight-off athleticism and arrogance and and whatnot. He's got that down. That's what's scary about his ceiling. He is a a bona fide future main eventer, no question.
0: So let's talk about NXT tonight. We opened with the triple threat match, Drake Maverick versus Kushida versus Jake Atlas. Winner's going to go on to uh, face El hijo del Fantasma in the finals of the Cruiserweight title championship tournament. Um, And as I think everyone predicted, Drake Maverick won this match. It was a fantastic match. So what does that mean? Drake goes to the finals. And if he wins, I'm assuming the storyline is he gets his job back.
1: So, is everybody, like, calmed down about getting mad at WWE for turning this into a story yet, or no?
0: I mean, no, it's still messed up. I was thinking about this tonight. Like, if he wins, am I happy that he got his job back? Or, like, pissed off that WWE and NXT used the situation to create a storyline?
1: I don't... I think we should... This is where I worry... Not worry, but, like, I do don't want to give an honest opinion because I don't want them to take this away from him because he needs this Absolutely. job. So like, I don't want to crap on them for doing what I think they're doing. You know what I mean? Because here. then they're like, well, look, we're going to get heat no matter what, so let's just stick with what we
2: said we were going to do and release them. But Here, Matt, I'll give you the protected answer. On paper, when you say it, oh, yeah, they happen to lump him in with a bunch of releases due to a pandemic, and they turned it into a storyline. On paper, yeah, it sounds crappy, but I don't think any of the other talents who are also released will are going to have a problem. Have a problem with, a problem right? with it because because sure. they know that they know that this guy it's deserves him. to be there. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So,
0: I mean, they're not cruel. They're not going to have him come out for the finals, pee his pants in the ring. William Regal comes out and goes, "I'm sorry," like match can't go on. You lose by default, you,
1: you're fired. Why are you putting that out there? Too? Oh my god, that's not going to
0: happen, Matt. That's not going to happen. They're not uh. like. They're they're oh, oh, oh. they're cynical bad people, but they're not going to be cruel in that regard, and that's kind of the thing. You can't do this story. Interesting like
2: thought, Glenn. <laughs> Drake, so come funny. in here. <laughs> Looking tall, pal. Looking tall. <laughs> Let me ask you: Can you pee on command? He's gonna. You want some coffee? he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna, he's, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna
0: pee. he did before that spot with uh, Cesaro yes on the side of the ring no look I want all the best for Drake I mean yeah I mean whatever like WWE gets a pass but they're I mean yeah they're not you don't come this far and then have him lose and be like oh and you're oh, like man. legit fired because like, like, where's the heat in that? The heat in that is not the person that beats him.
1: The heat in that's with the company. So like, the company is not wrestling on a card anytime soon on a paper. You know what I mean? There's no money in that for them to have heat for that. Yeah. So they've got to go
0: all the way. And if that wasn't the case that he's going to keep his job, this spot could have better served a talent that wasn't being released. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I mean, this was a great match, though. Let's, I mean, just quickly let's talk about the match. And a, and a great, fin- a great finish yeah. for the match.
2: Creative finish for a three way.
0: Yeah. So, how do, was it Was it like a double pin?
2: So, yeah. So, there was, there was an arm, there was like an arm bar going on. So, you have, you have, and I forget who was in who, but you have guy who's receiving the arm bar. He's on his back, like trying not to tap out. You have a person giving the arm bar. He rears back, but, pin, but pins his own shoulders to the mat and then Drake slowly army army crawls and just you know barely gets the the arm draped over one of them and the ref counts and the ref says well Drake has his arm across both these guys have their shoulders down Drake gets the win so it's like it's such a such an f finish but it protects it gets Drake the win but it protects the other two guys clearly
0: yeah this uh this was really good looking forward to the finals at uh, takeover So let's talk about, look, uh, Johnny Gargano squashed Adrian Alanis, Adrian Alanis, not Alanis, Alanis, in a pretty easy squash. But let's talk about this promo with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae and then the video package with Keith Lee and Mia Yim firing back. Um, Matt, I know you're a fan of both these talents, but this was kind of different tonight, seeing them in this situation and doing this style of promo.
1: It was. I thought it was good, though. You know what I mean? The difference was actually, I thought a strength tonight. I thought I thought it was cool seeing them in this element.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah and this was the chat room can correct me, uh, but to my memory, this is the first time that WWE is has, has, has officially acknowledged that Mia Yim and Keith Lee are uh, a couple. Yeah, yeah. I, I
1: didn't know. I didn't know that before.
0: I thought they did last week when she came into the ring, or when they when there was the in ring segment with them.
2: Okay, well, there you go. Glad you correct me.
0: I thought so, but maybe they didn't. I think that's when I found out. Anyhow, uh, uh, Tegan Knox made a cameo delivering a pizza in that promo. Kushida congratulated Drake Maverick backstage. And, uh, oh, Shotzi Blackheart versus Raquel Gonzalez tonight with Raquel picking up a a victory after a pretty good match.
1: Yeah, it was a solid match. This is good.
2: I Very like Ra- it was good. I like Raquel. The more I see her, and then that bump, um, Glad so uh, a, ch- a chick in the tank, and then uh, not Shotzi. Shot it was. It was the other other one who was in the tank, and the Shotzi he pushes her out of her tank, and she, girl took a crazy back bump out of the tank onto the floor. Hmm. Uh, it was it looked brutal, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I'm, I'm Raquel's growing on me every every time I see her.
0: Yeah, this was absolutely solid. Uh, we had. Uh, Promo hyping uh, Finn Balor versus Damian Priest for TakeOver. And then Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai versus Charlotte Flair and a mystery tag partner who turned out to be Chelsea Green. So uh, the Robert Stone brand getting some of that Charlotte Flair rub tonight.
1: Good. This was good.
0: Yeah. What'd you think of the match?
1: Awesome. Awesome. There's yet to be a, I have not seen a shitty Charlotte match to date.
0: I just, and maybe I'm wrong on this. Doesn't it feel like Rhea's just kind of like three steps back? She's not even oh, at the level oh. that she was at the end of last year.
1: No question. But I've already subscribed to the theory that we've lost her. I wow. hate saying that, but I, I feel they they've they've screwed. It. The minute the way they had her sell her knee, yeah. Even the way they had her selling it during Mania versus Charlotte, with how she was like overly screaming and and whatnot, I. I was like, "Why are they making her do this? Like, it's two weeks. Somebody we need to the referee is being talked to the entire match by backstage. Why is nobody buzzing him to tell her to either turn her volume down? Do you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or what? Because she's going to lose the match on top of it. Let's let her look a little bit stronger than this. Um, but again, it goes back to she should not have lost that match to begin with. I mean, and, and, and then they kind of screwed her up going into that match. If I'm being honest." Like she was fine, I would say, right going into the minute they said ah, that she started chasing Charlotte to make Charlotte like challenge her for the title. Remember, There's that yeah. moment I feel we started to see the the decrescendo of her, not by her own mistakes, by their mistakes, by having her like force this crap on Charlotte that like, you have to face me, yeah, pick me, you know what I mean? It's like no, this is a this is your badass, yeah. People want to take a shot at her from the quote-unquote main roster, sorry, Justin, because she is such a badass. She is the best women's division wrestler at the moment, you know?
0: Yeah. Now, I mean, you guys, I think we've said this before, Matt. I think you said this. I mean, if she wins the title back, they did this all to test her in some weird way, or this was like we can't have a performer – be bigger than uh, the company or the division. I mean, I don't know. It just feels like they knocked her back down. I Even if she gets the title back, I think they still need to rebuild her to get her at the level that she was at. If she can even get back there. Yes. Um, yep. To show you how
1: long and annoying, how annoyingly long this show is, I started this show off at 86% battery. And I'm down to one percent.
0: What? To plug Pouring in. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, will the professor saying uh, Damian Priest was on the Pat McAfee show on YouTube? Awesome interview, great build for the In Your House event. Uh, I mean, that's good. Damian Priest, I think. I think Finn Balor just overshadows him, but maybe this will be more of a launch for Damien. if he gets the win at Takeover. What does for
1: hashtag for the brand mean?
0: For the brand. Doing it for the brand. For NXT. Um, I, I don't know. I the think kids Pat, and their hashtags. I
2: think Pat uses that. Pat, Pat's a Pittsburgh guy. He played in the NFL and he's done some work with WWE but he has a talk show every day. Um, yeah. I think I think he uses that the, for the brand. He has like, oh, he, uh... Pat, Pat has like a Howard Stern kind of like uh, entourage on his show. I think he uses that here.
0: There you go so uh charlotte flair and chelsea green won that match it's going to be shirai versus ripley versus flair for the nxt women's title takeover um oh adam cole talking to william regal this was interesting uh so i mean this set up the match for takeover that's going to be dream versus cole for the nxt championship
2: it's going to be it's going to be an off it won't it'll be like a pre-taped cinematic match. It's not going to be a traditional in the ring. It's going to be like, Regal's going to find a suitable location, so it's going to be like Gargano Ciampa was. It's going to be something of where they pre-tape and produce it.
0: Yep. Tommaso Ciampa squashed Leon Ruff. Afterwards, Cross came out and uh, this was setting up their match. They're going to have a takeover on June 7th.
1: Which is going to be awesome.
2: Oh, yeah. And I like the touch here. Scarlett's there, staring, chomping down, cross on the video wall. This was a good. I like. I like not seeing him in person. I like just seeing her again. Just like the entrance, it makes her seem more than just the eye yes. candy. She. She's. She's a. She's a valuable component to this here.
0: Yes. And then the main event: Timothy Thatcher versus Matt Riddle in a in a cage in a pit. Loved that setup. I guess they couldn't do this with an audience, but I loved how they had the walkway on top. Loved how this was shot. This was the best looking cage match I think WWE has ever done.
1: I agree with that. This was shot very well. I noticed the same thing. Um, Again, uh, to be fair to the chat room, we we were talking about this before the show went on the air. Oh, yeah. Because we felt so strongly about it. I just thought that this should have been saved for. We all thought this should have maybe been saved for a different talent. If you're gonna, you know, do this with Matt Riddle, like is Thatcher your next guy? Is he really your next guy? No, no.
2: I think they were, but I think if you look at the timeline, I think they just kind of got forced into it. Look, you know, uh, obviously, thing Thatcher became a plug-in when Pete Dunn. Can't travel. Yes.
1: Okay. Listen. There's a way. Always a way around that. It's somebody debuting.
2: Right. Right. But so Thatcher's the plug in, and then Matt, you know better than all of us how fast things can move in WWE. They may not know when they plug. They might have Triple H might have thought I'm plugging Thatcher in, and I'm going to get six months out of this. But then they get three weeks, and Vince goes, "I'm ready for Matt Riddle to go to SmackDown." So now you have to just finish what you've an accident started
1: simple thatcher gets hurt and uh, you don't advertise a match versus Thatcher at all you you simply um the upcoming week you make an impromptu match uh with uh, uh riddle versus whoever is sitting on the sidelines right now who wwe has on nxt who's not debuted yet hmm. um and that's their debut match a win versus matt riddle would shoot them through the ceiling
2: it would but you know even though none of us are like High on Thatcher, Thatcher was in the headlines with Cross. Those two signed at the same time. So if WWE has, if NXT at least has a hope to invest into Thatcher, to them this is a golden moment. We can get Thatcher to beat the MMA performer inside of a cage situation. That's what they're trying to go for here.
1: He is not the he. He's not their main dude. He's nowhere near their main guy.
2: I, I I don't think so either. But again. He he's somebody they're going to try to invest in. So this is their this is their thought of okay we can get some stock built on him by uh, by him beating Matt Riddle in a cage match.
1: I just think that's a waste. Yeah, a waste, a waste of a Riddle loss.
0: And Riddle is one of the more unique and charismatic uh, performers that NXT has ever had. Timothy Thatcher, I know he has fans out there. When they said tonight from Sacramento, California, again, I when I thought he was British. Me like, too. I, yeah, I have no clue. Like to me the guy just has a generic look. I think he's very capable in the ring and I get that, but there's nothing about him The reason why he was good with Matt Riddle is because Matt Riddle is so charismatic. He was just a, a blank slate straight man. Matt
1: Riddle was the
0: sizzle. Yeah.
2: I won't so, argue I won't argue he looks generic as all hell. Yes.
0: Love to be proven he, wrong.
1: He reminds me of what's his name? Um Lorkin, Yorkin? What's his name?
0: oni Orkin. What? Oni Lor- Lorkin, who I thought was Loney Orkin. Oni Lorkin. Can't yeah. even get his name right. Cut, he, he's generic like him to me.
1: I know he doesn't look like him, but like he that's what he gives me as far as, I don't know, when I watch him. The energy, everything. Just everything. I get nothing from him.
2: That's how I feel about Sami Zayn. What? Here, here, here's the guy that when wrestled with a mask on was called El Generico. Gen-
0: yeah, but that's. He, I mean, he made that his gimmick. I thought Sammy, Sammy uh, is Sammy
2: as a heel was obnoxious and fun. Sammy as a babyface, uh, you know, he had more he,
0: personality than Thatcher has. Yes, he did. Come on, a hundred times more. You might not think that that's Dude. what you look for in a babyface, but I'm telling you, Sammy Zayn is a babyface connected with a lot of people. Yes, uh, and he sold his ass off,
1: and. I'm sorry. Thatcher has the charisma of a glass of milk,
0: right? I think that I'm actually like non-fat milk, not even full-fat.
2: What about soy?
0: <sighs> I think soy is tastier. You would? Oh my god! I was just gonna say,
1: <laughs> Justin, you would say that, and Glenn just upped the ante. Yes, right
0: on cue. Like oat milk, maybe. Now oat That's milk bad. even is better. Soy boy, right now,
2: Chad. I'm, I'm not a big. I'm not a big milk guy. I don't. My parents tried to get me to drink milk when I was a kid because Cow Ripkin was on the thing, and I was a big Cow Ripkin fan. Is I you just really can't still
0: talking milk. about this.
2: Yes. No. Wait, no.
0: No. Matt Morgan. Here's the deal. We're more interested in discussing the attributes of milk, milk than we are <laughs> Timothy Thatcher. I could do 20 minutes on milk, Tim- Timothy Thatcher. I got maybe 30 seconds. <laughs> well
1: listen um sports illustrated doesn't like when you guys go off track
0: (laughs) (laughs) damn we raj said that on the air we're not this isn't behind the scenes no but raj has reiterated multiple times to us now the fine people at sports illustrated are fans of this podcast but they don't like when we go off topic
1: no tough
0: Michael Sachs Jr. Uh, Two dollars super chat said he forgot about the Jake uh, Hager poem tonight during the inner circle segment. Thought that was uh, oh, funny yeah. stuff.
1: That was that was funny.
0: Yes. Um. I don't know. I don't know. So tonight was good though. Both shows were good. I think Takeover in your yeah, house. Right. Oh, and Kurt, Kurt Angle was there, which uh, I don't think they used Kurt enough in this tonight. Like I don't think he added a lot being the the special guest referee, but it was nice to see Kurt back on TV.
1: Said one more time, I apologize. So it was good
0: to see Kurt Angle back on TV. I don't think they used him to the full. I don't think they got their value out of Kurt tonight, who's not under contract anymore. So they were they were paying him uh, tonight for uh, his refereeing in that main event match.
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely.
0: So uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh. I thought this, Araceli Bernardo, Araceli, Araceli, $5. Do you feel they push Leon Ruff suddenly to suddenly spite Leon Leo Rush? I did think that was a little weird to have two guys with such similar names.
1: I, I did too. I, I thought the same exact thing, actually.
2: That's not a coincidence in the WWE world. No.
0: But who's Leon Ruff? Did they just like give him that name?
2: He's he's been like he's been a jobber who's been on every one of their shows since December. He's appeared on Raw NXT SmackDown main event two oh five live. He's been like a regular like Barry Horowitz.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh Leon's dunking five dollars. Some accused Charlotte of burying NXT when two women lost a total of two matches in three years. Matt Wrong, LA team clippers nation, Kawi Real King of LA.
1: Oh, he's mocking my LeBron fandom, I think. Yeah, dude, the claw is pretty good. He is, but not better than LeBron, dude. You're out of your mind.
0: Are the Clippers um, good now? Did that change?
1: Yes, because they got they did what the Lakers did. They went out and got a bunch of really good talent. They had pulled they pulled George, Kawhi Leonard. Um very good team. He's correct. They are. But mm. um anyways, um Charlotte does not bury the women. What are you guys talking about? You guys act, well, you guys act like Charlotte Flair. They're all in here saying how she buries the women and whatnot. You guys do understand Charlotte doesn't go into the booking room, take her pen and say, well, you had her beating me. F that. I'm <laughs> and while we're at it, I'm going to win the title at WrestleMania. Oh, wait. And while we're at it, I'm going to go down to NXT instead of being on Raw or SmackDown. And I'm just going to beat everybody there, too, because that's how it works. <laughs> You guys really got to understand how
0: this works. I hope you do. I think you do. I pray you do. I don't think anyone that faults this thinks it's Charlotte's fault, but I would say it does seem like the creative goes in hot and cold streaks. When they're into her, they really decide that they're going to push her and have her look dominant. And they've backed off a couple times. Really
1: quick. uh, We keep getting asked this. Oh, it's Keith Hildebrand. Keith Hillebrand's on here. Really quick, Keith Hillebrand is the pyro man from WCW. Oh, that's right. WCW fame, Nitro fame with Goldberg's entrance. He used to do his entrance, and then TNA's. Um, Really quick, he's asking, though, really quick, what's our Mount Rushmore of wrestling? You know, your top four. You guys go first.
0: Well, for me, I mean, it's Tough Enough Matt Morgan, uh, Team Lesnar (sighs) Matt Morgan, Stuttering Matt Morgan, and Blueprint Matt Morgan. So, I mean... (laughs) Come on, be serious. No, I don't know. Um, I think Piper Want me to go? Yeah, Want you me go, go first. Uh Hogan, Flair,
1: huh. oh, Rock and Austin.
0: Okay. Justin.
2: Uh Hogan Austin Flair Undertaker.
0: I'm gonna say you didn't put Rock in there?
2: Only because of the lack of years there that he was the no, full time no, no, no. guy. I
1: just making sure so I didn't miss it. That's all. Okay. I do yeah. remember who Undertaker replaced. Okay. Sure. No.
0: Sorry. Uh, I'm going to say Piper, Brett. Ooh. Oh, you're a worker guy. Oh. I'll say Rock and uh, Foley. Wow. Probably my four favorites of all time. Wow. There you go.
1: Well, there you go. And there you are, folks.
0: Yes, uh, Leonza Duncan says, uh, I agree with you, Matt. Charlotte is the best. Uh, so we've got one piece of news.
2: Justin. Yeah, yeah. So the Raw viewership, it was a little bit on delay coming out because of the holiday. So, of course, we always prefer, like, you know, we always prefer, like, okay, this is the worst non holiday. Of course, this past Monday was a holiday. This past Monday's Raw on Memorial Day, uh, the show drew an average of 1.73 million viewers. This is down from the week prior is 1.75. Now, if you're curious, okay, it's Memorial Day, people might want to get outside, barbecue, whatever the case may be. Well, compared to Memorial Days, this one was in the crapper. So, this year in 2020, it did, again, 1.73. And 2019's Memorial Day, 2.19. 2018, 2.49 million viewers. 2017, 2.61. 2016, 3.22. So even if you want to try to use the, O's oh, Memorial Day, this clearly the worst in recent history of Memorial Day uh, viewership by viewers, not rating, but by viewers. So there you go.
0: There you go. Well, I think that covers it for tonight. Anything else? Nope. Nope. Okay, cool guys. We're back here Friday night to talk about SmackDown. Thanks for tuning in. Uh he's at BP Matt Morgan, he's at Justin Labar, Matt Line Rubenstein. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. And we'll catch you back here Friday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Congrats, William Snipes.